Perspectives podcast. I'm Sandra Saposha, Chief Investment Officer at SBB Private, and I want to thank you for joining me. On today's podcast, we are going to dig into the value of working with an advisor. And as part of the conversation, I have the privilege of speaking with two of the very best, my colleagues, Flavia Trento and Ryan Fox. Flavia and Ryan, how about a brief intro on your roles here at SBB Private? Sure. Thank you, Sharon, for having us on. Uh, Ryan and I are both private wealth advisors, which means that we work with individuals and families to fulfill all of their financial needs in banking and lending, financial planning, and investment management. We both spent the earlier part of our careers deep in the weeds of institutional investment management. Flavia covered the consumer sector for many years while I was more of a generalist. We also spent our time in manager research, portfolio construction, and portfolio management. So while the foundations of our careers were more market-centric, we've really spent the last decade or so plus really in financial advisory roles, which often extends well beyond investment management. Great. Well, you guys sound like the perfect people to be here with us today. As we sit here in what are proving to be some very challenging times in the markets, it is difficult to look past short-term returns and think about the longer-term benefits of working with an advisor. While the trend over the last decade has been a move towards more efficient, technology-based solutions for investors. The reality is is that in our experience, advisors add meaningful value beyond just the implementation of an investment strategy. In fact, advisors not only add value by taking the time to determine what solution is best, but also maintaining discipline in the fulfillment of that strategy, pivoting as necessary based on changing markets and personal situations, and staying informed on anything, public policy, macroeconomic conditions, even new areas of innovation, which could affect your ability to achieve your goals. With that said, let's bring Brian and Flavia into the conversation to provide a little bit more color on the value of working with an advisor, so you don't have to take my word for it. Flavia, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with you. Can you talk about the entrance of so many digital platforms for investing? And what have been, in your view, positives and negatives of that trend? Sure. I think there have been some very significant positives and negatives from the advent of what are usually called robo-advisors. In general, these companies have, one, made investing more accessible to a greater number of people. For example, they have very low account minimums. Two, they've provided an avenue through which new participants in markets can educate themselves about investing And three, they've created an inexpensive way to get access to basic investment advice. That said, the negatives are that the advice given is usually pretty cookie cutter and not appropriate for investors with more complex needs. It's also mainly limited to the investment accounts in question and doesn't really take into consideration the investor's bigger picture. And often it doesn't really look at his or her needs and goals. And finally, and this may be very relevant these days, there's not a whole lot of guidance or handholding provided to novice investors during market downturns. That failure can result in these inexperienced investors trading in and out of markets and destroying value in the process. I'd also like to add one key differential that separates the human advisor from the robot. Simply put, humans know how to listen and how to understand clients' unique goals. Algorithms are certainly getting better, but there's really no nuance to them. And that's important because no two people or two balance sheets are exactly alike. 
one of the things that we talk about a lot during these challenging times is continuing to watch your overall strategic allocations and your tactical allocations when markets are moving at the velocity um, and with the volatility that we're seeing today. And one of the arguments for some of the robo-advisors that Flavia just mentioned is the systematic nature of the rebalancing that's afforded by these platforms. It takes out some of that behavioral aspect that can creep into decision-making when we're in an environment such as this. Ryan, would you opine on how this type of rigid rebalancing may not always be what's best for clients? Absolutely. So I, I do think it's important to at least acknowledge that robo-advisors have done a pretty darn good job at building out tools to systematically help rebalance client portfolios. And in a way, the robos have effectively kicked off an arms race for better technology throughout all of wealth management. So wealth management technology stack is much deeper than it was even just a few years ago, and I think this is a really good thing. Getting back to systematic rebalancing, though, systematic rebalance may, be, you know, may successfully return the portfolio to its target allocation, but it is possible that that allocation is no longer appropriate. Rebalancing is better done as part of a regular portfolio review that incorporates changes in investors' financial assets, economic circumstances, short and medium-term needs and their longer-term goals. Further, for clients with a bit more complexity and or kind of larger balance sheets, rebalancing also can be, it can really incorporate intelligence decisions around harvesting losses to offset current or even anticipated gains or liquidity events. Also, by understanding our clients really well, we can often incorporate advanced planning, charitable strategies, and even hedging programs alongside normal rebalances. Said differently, rebalancing client portfolios in a vacuum is never a good decision. Let's switch gears just a bit, because um, I want to touch on something Flavia mentioned earlier, um, and it's about sort of simplicity versus complexity. And so I think while we would argue that greater complexity isn't always in the best interest of the client, it's important to acknowledge that our clients have some unique perspectives and experiences. How important is our team's network in finding these differentiated investment options for our clients? It's very important, but before I even get there, it's really important to understand that the market is always evolving. So if we got an imaginary time machine and we went back 20 years or so, we'd find ourselves in an entirely different environment. Portfolio entirely comprised of bonds back then would actually have yielded mid-size single-digit returns with what most would be considering a relatively low level of risk. You fast forward to today, for that same level of expected return, you would basically need to have a portfolio devoid of any bonds with asset classes such as private equity and venture capital. So this is simply just a very different world that we now live in, and it's changing all the time. Further, 20 years ago, many people working with individual clients were basically stock pickers. There's increased in evidence that this is not really a value add for the client and usually results in underperformance to the indices. So for traditional asset classes, we've seen this big move towards passive and tax managed strategies. There are, however, a number of alternative strategies that can make sense for clients since they give you exposure to additional diversification and provide uncorrelated return streams, sometimes through niche market exposure. There, differentiated investment options are very important for our clients. Boosting the expected return and reducing the volatility of portfolios requires access to investments that go well beyond traditional stock and bonds. Finding these strategies really requires an institutional framework and approach. 
So we have a specialized team whose job it is, is to find these unique investment strategies and opportunities for our clients in areas such as private equity, venture capital, private credit, and hedge funds pursuing a variety of different strategies. Importantly, we want client accounts to be diversified, not just across asset classes and geographies, but also across investment strategies, investment style, and term and credit risk. Having a team that's actively vetting these strategies is paramount. Fabia, in my view, one of the biggest ways advisors can add value is being able to bridge the gap between what's happening minute by minute in the markets, which we're very concerned about right now, but more importantly, how that could impact our clients' personal situation in both the short and maybe more importantly, the long term. How do you deliver a balanced approach in your conversations with clients? Sure. We actually decouple the client's risk perception from what's happening day to day in the markets. We essentially have conversations with clients around their short and medium term needs and their long term goals. And that guides us in making what is arguably the most important investment decision that a client can make. How much of that client's assets needs to be invested in relatively safe investments to provide a rainy day fund in case of recession or crazy markets, and how much can actually be invested in higher risk growth assets. That rainy day fund needs to be robust enough, not only to provide for the client during times of market or economic difficulty, but also to provide psychological assurance to the client that he or she will be protected regardless of what is going on in the markets in the short term. Once that rainy day fund is in place and the client has bought in, the client's willing to tolerate the market volatility and to stay committed to his or her investment strategy. I would add that there have been a number of studies that show that the average investor is actually not very good at investing. This is more of a behavioral issue than anything else. For as long as humans have been around, we've been wired to run from a tiger hiding in the bushes, right? The fight or flight uh, idea. That same mentality has many individual investors panicking at market bottoms and getting euphoric at market tops. So buying high, selling low. This is how people permanently impair their balance sheets and destroy value. So one of the most important things that we do for clients is to think about that risk ahead of the actual market volatility and ensure that clients are prepared. One thing we've already touched on briefly, but I think is particularly important when we think about long-term planning is taxes. Flavia, talk to me about how we think about taxes as it relates to our advisory relationships, but most importantly, how we balance taxes versus opportunity cost in the way that we think about repositioning portfolios over time. Sure. So taxes falls under one of the basic tenets for us as advisors. We focus on those things that we can't control. Clearly, we can't control tax rates, but we can use some very important techniques to control how and when our clients pay their taxes. Some examples include, we ensure that clients are using tax-advantaged accounts, right? Everyone should have an IRA, 529. There are also opportunities to convert traditional IRAs to Roth IRAs. We also use asset location. This means managing multiple accounts as one portfolio and making sure that tax-unfriendly investments are in tax-deferred accounts, while tax-friendly investments are in taxable accounts. And finally, another technique is using tax loss harvesting. We have access to investment strategies in which the account in that strategy tracks an index like the S&P 500 
but has a tax loss harvesting overlay. This means that anytime a stock owned in the account trades below its purchase price, it is sold and that loss is banked and can be used in the future to offset gains. All right, I've got one more question and it's gonna be for both of you. Bringing this all together, I would love to hear how you define your value as an advisor and what you feel is the greatest challenge facing our clients over the next few years as it relates to their personal financial situation. As an advisor, we add value for clients through both practical and personal ways. On the practical side, we build comprehensive financial plans, develop investment strategies, and manage their assets accordingly. This can include things like managing their portfolio tax efficiently, minimizing fees, matching their risk and return characteristics to that plan, accessing unique investment strategies, and bringing a variety of tools to handle things like concentrations. On the personal side, we're advocates, allies, and counselors to our clients, and we seek to help them meet all of their goals now and into the future. As an example, we can give a client perspective and really the ability to say, of course, when things get tricky. There's a level of trust that develops that is paramount to our collective long-term success. Finally, every client that we work with is unique from their balance sheets to what they want to do with their wealth. So each of our clients gets value from us in different and unique ways. You also asked about challenges in the market. It's always easy to open up our computers or phones and find some event that presents a serious challenge to our clients' wealth. The macro environment could be delaying a liquidity event. The current rate regime could be problematic for valuations. There are geopolitical uncertainties that are new and worrisome. Our job is to put in place a plan that is in, as informed as it can be with respect to the current environments and its risks, but still remain flexible enough to last recalibrate as needed and ensure that our client has the highest probability possible of meeting all of their goals. Flavia and Ryan, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much for having us. Janet, it was our pleasure. Thanks again. Thanks again for listening in. We'll keep digging into topics that impact your financial future. So tweet me at Shannon Sakosha if there's something you'd like us to cover in a future podcast. You can also read our latest perspectives on the markets, the economy, financial planning, and where we go from here by visiting the link on this podcast page. Be sure to subscribe to SVB Private Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. And I look forward to coming to you again next month. This podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or instrument or to participate in any trading strategy. The opinions expressed and information contained in this podcast are given in good faith, may be subject to change without notice, and are as of the date issued. All sourced information is believed to be reliable, but has not been independently verified. This podcast discusses general market activity, industry or sector trends, or other broad-based economic, market, or political conditions, and should not be construed as personalized investment advice. The proceeding does not represent a complete analysis of every material fact with respect to the topics covered herein. All investments carry a risk of loss. Listeners should review any planned financial transactions or arrangements that may have tax, accounting, or legal implications with their advisors. For additional information about us, 
please refer to our Form ADV Disclosure Brochure, which may be obtained at advisorinfo.sec.gov. The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and or participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of SVB Financial Group, Silicon Valley Bank, or any of its affiliates. Banking, lending, and trust products or services are offered by Silicon Valley Bank, a California bank with trust powers. Silicon Valley Bank is a member of the FDIC and of the Federal Reserve System. Silicon Valley Bank is the California bank subsidiary of SVB Financial Group, NASDAQ SIVB. SVB Investment Services, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, SEC Registered Investment Advisor, offers brokerage and investment management products and services, and is a wholly owned non-bank subsidiary of Silicon Valley Bank. SVB Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, offers wealth management services and is also a wholly owned non-bank subsidiary of Silicon Valley Bank. Investment products offered by SVB Investment Services and or SVB Wealth LLC are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed, and may lose value. Not all products and services are offered by all advisors. None of Silicon Valley Bank, SVB Investment Services, SVB Wealth, or any of their respective affiliates provide legal advice. Estate planning requires legal assistance. Please consult your legal advisors for such guidance. NMLS RID 442029 Equal Housing Lender. Copyright 2022 SVB Financial Group. All rights reserved. SVB, SVB Financial Group, Silicon Valley Bank, Make Next Happen Now, and the Chevron device are trademarks of SVB Financial Group used under license. The Boston private name, logo, and any related marks are trademarks of SVB Financial Group, used under license.